I'm hearing this a little bit more often. Uh, people asking something like, okay, if God wants me to believe in him, okay, let him do something. Let him reveal himself to me. Sometimes it's to us, but usually the people that are asking that are unbelievably self-centered, so it's usually me personally. And they say, let God reveal himself to me, and then, you know, I'll decide whether I want to believe in him or not. And I've said many, many times, God is not your waiter, and it's not his job to do whatever you want him to do. And that entire attitude is completely upside down. However, Jesus is sometimes hard to find in our lives, and there are times when we're struggling and he's just sort of hard to see. It's kind of difficult to discern what's going on and where he is at, at some moments of our lives. And John is, you know, always very sparing with his words. The Gospel of John is very sparing, but he, he has, adds this phrase that I want to pay attention to today. This is after this, Jesus revealed himself again to the disciples by the Sea of Tiberias, and then he adds this phrase, and he revealed himself in this way, which seems totally redundant. It, he already said Jesus revealed himself. He could just keep going. But he stops and he adds this phrase, this is how he revealed himself. So I think John wants us to pay attention to what's going on, what, the manner in which Jesus is revealing himself. And I think the thing that John wants us to pay attention to is... What is the attitude that we need in our heart? How do we need to be for Jesus to reveal himself? Because God is light, he is truth, and he is existence, and he is everywhere. And if we're not seeing him, it's not his fault. It's our attitude that's the problem. And so I think John is giving us advice on how to shift from this sort of I'm going to lay there and do nothing and God has to do everything for me and then one day I'll decide whether I want to believe in him or not. That's obviously wrong, but what's the right attitude? What's the right way to have our hearts kind of prepare the things as Jesus when he's actually there? One of the things, I think the first thing that, that John wants to draw to our attention to is these seven disciples... Five are kind of indicated or named, and then two are not named. These seven were together. I think that's actually worth paying attention to. When I'm discouraged, or I'll share one of my many, many bad habits with you. When I'm discouraged and I'm not sure what's going on and I'm confused, my favorite thing to do is isolate myself and close the door and not talk to anybody. And it's the bad idea to do that. The disciples those seven, though they were just kind of in a stalemate, they were just waiting. Jesus had appeared, he had, he had appeared to Mary Magdalene, he had given them the Holy Spirit and, and given them the power to forgive sins, he had believed even to, uh, he had appeared even to Thomas, but they had no work yet to do, they had no mission, the Holy, the, the Pentecost had not yet occurred. So they're just sort of sitting around and he's just sort of nowhere. And rather than do what I like to do, they chose to be together. And that choice was an important one. This sort of sullen isolation that some people have a temptation to. That, no, you know what? I don't care. I don't, I don't want to talk to anybody right now. I just want to sit and feel sorry for myself. That's the way to close the door. 
Now, they were together, and yet still they didn't quite see Jesus. They didn't, he, he, didn't, he didn't appear to them yet, but that was step one. It's not enough, but it's needed. And then Peter said to them, well, I'm going to go fishing. I'm going to pay attention to that too. These all, these all little details are, are interesting. So again, when we're discouraged, when we're feeling kind of empty, when we're feeling kind of lost, again, a temptation might be, I'm just going to sit around and do nothing. Why should I work when I don't see a point? It's a sort of understandable temptation. When we're discouraged, the last thing we want to do is do something. And yet Peter resists that temptation to discouragement and to boredom and to doing nothing. He's with the others. Well, I'm going to go fishing. I'm going to do something. I'm, I'm just, and what do you want to do? Well, they're fishers. Let's just be, let's just act. Let's just be active. Let's just do something. And what do you want to do? Well, they're fishermen. At least four of them we know for a fact are fishermen. Okay, let's just go fishing. What else do we have to do? Better than doing nothing. Some kind of activity. And I know for a fact that in the most sort of discouraging, darkest times, just doing the simplest tasks really, really helps. Just, okay, let me just, there's, there's a couple of dishes in the sink, let me just wash those. Jesus is not going to appear to you when you wash the dishes. But that's a step in the right direction. He's not going to appear to you just because you're choosing to be with friends rather than alone. But that's a step in the right direction. When does he appear, though? And actually, the story kind of gets worse. It takes a dark turn. Okay, they're together. Good for them. They're not isolating. They're, they're connecting with each other. They're trying to kind of continue and nourish their friendship. And on top of that, they're doing their best in, the, in a bad situation. You would think... God will see that they're trying. And Jesus, okay, because they're trying. Okay, you're trying. I'm going to help you as much as I can because you're, you're trying. No, even trying is not quite enough. They try, and it says they fished all night, and they caught nothing. All night. That's like studying for an exam, doing an all-nighter, and then failing. That's what just happened to them. That's when Jesus appeared to them. At the worst possible moment. They're, they didn't isolate themselves. Good for them. They tried their best. And even when they tried their best, they still failed. And in the worst moment of their failure, at the end of the night as the sun was coming up, and it was just like, okay, well, we have to give up now. That's when Jesus appears. At the darkest moment. At the worst time. Not in the darkest moment when we're feeling sorry for ourselves by ourselves. And not in the darkest moment when we're just sitting around doing nothing. When we do our absolute best and still fail, that's where Jesus reveals himself. That's when he shows up. But they still didn't recognize him. And in that moment of such discouragement, they must have been so annoyed that somebody they don't know, some guy on the shore, he, you have something to eat? Does it look like we have something to eat? We've been here all night. Working and sweating and we have nothing. 
And that must have been so annoying to hear that. And then the guy on the shore, well, on the right, like cast, cast the net on the right, and you'll find something. When did Jesus really real, real, reveal himself? When did they recognize him? When did he be, really become present to them? When they said, all right, one more time, here we go. When they had done everything and still failed, and then something said, just try one more time. In the darkest moment, try one more time. And then they try one more time. They do it. That's when the miracle happens. That's when the fish are caught. And that's when they recognize Christ. After all of that. So where's Christ? Well, Christ is the goal after our struggle on this earth. And this is not like a one-time thing. One day we're going to have a bad time and we're going to need to connect with our friends and we're going to need to be active. And then we're going to need to try again. And then once that happens one time, then we're good. No, this is all of life. This is an attitude that we have at the end of our day. And at the end of that, at the end of our life, there is Christ. He's the goal. He is heaven, because heaven is humanity connected with God. And Jesus is fully God and fully human. So he's the goal, he's at the end, he's, he's where we're all headed, but he's also the way. We heard that a few weeks ago, we heard that recently in, in the gospel, that he's the way. So not only is Christ there at the end, when we've caught the fish and we realize, oh my gosh, there he is, that's Christ. He's also the steps that we're taking to get there. It is Christ's grace. It is because of the help he gives us that we're able to connect with our friends when we don't want to. That's when he's acting. Where is Jesus right now? Jesus right now is poking at your heart saying, don't isolate yourself. Don't feel sorry for yourself. Go and be with others. Even if you don't feel like it, connect with them. Express love, even if you don't want to. Even if all you can think about is your own wound and you want to nurse it and stay in your room and do nothing. Jesus is the one. Where is Jesus right now? He's the one that's in your friends texting you and calling you, trying to get you out, trying to get you to connect. Jesus is the one that's in your family, in your parents, in your children, in your siblings. Where is Jesus right now? That's where he is. And why can't you see him? Because you're the one that closed your door and turned off your phone. Where is he? He's the one poking at your heart, saying, get up and do something. Don't just lay there. Wash a dish, do some exercise, pray a little prayer. Get a little bit done. Oh, it's pointless. I don't know. Who cares? Forget about pointless. Where is Jesus right now? He's the one in your heart that your conscience telling you, wake up, just, just do something. Where is Jesus? He's the one saying, even after you failed and everything is just over and it's just pointless, he is literally the one saying, standing on the shore, saying, just try one more time. And how many times am I supposed to try one more time? One more. That's always the answer.
So he's the goal, he is heaven, but he is also the bread of the angel at Mass. He's on our journey. He is the bread of the angels, but he's also, we say in one of our hymns, victual for the journey. He's the food that we take with us as we're traveling. He will nourish us and he does nourish us until we reach him in heaven. In the meantime, he is with us and he is walking with us, but it's on us, it's our responsibility to open our hearts and our doors to him.